This is the Thursday Night Podcast, your source for news, analysis, and all things Georgia State sports. Because every day is Thursday. Hello and welcome to episode 133 of the Thursday Night Podcast. My name is Jordan and I'm joined today by Brady and David. The baseball season has wrapped after the Panthers' early exit in the Sunbelt Tournament to ULM. We'll talk about the tournament loss and look back at the season that was. But first... How about a little recap of last week's uh, listener question from Mike about the PGA Championship? So uh, how did each of your uh, picks do? You know, I I, I want to say it went well in that I didn't actually accidentally say exactly how it was going to go last week. So if you weren't familiar, I picked John Rahm, Spanish golf player last week. And I basically was spelling out, it's like, this, we can get it wrong, like even if the guy gets misses the cut after the second round because we don't have that much skin in the game like we aren't really golf guys but then that almost exactly is what happened john rom like was very close to the cut line on round two and so he ended up just going on and just didn't do anything but i was at least okay that i didn't accidentally say exactly what was going to happen to me um david picked rory McIlroy, and that actually that did not go too poorly yeah i i um was fortunate enough to celebrate my anniversary uh, this past weekend. And I was like, trying to be cool, you know, like not really, you know, watch TV or uh, try to be on my phone. But I got like a couple of ESPN notifications that like Rory was like charging. And like I checked Twitter and I was like, like Rory was really up there. He had a really good uh, Thursday you know, a decent round on Friday and then a really good Saturday at first. And then it just kind of all went to crap. Um, But I was like, am I going to get this? Like, did I, did I correctly predict this? And then of course, on the last day, he just kind of did not do anything. And I was so mad. Yeah. I mean, after spelling out last week about, I was like, I got to get this right because David got the Tennessee one. And like, he's got all of that prediction cash going on. I was in a similar point. It's like, it can't be Rory because David can't get this one again. Like I I will have lost all credit, but like all chance, like it just would not have been any good for me. Um, you know, I don't know. Like Justin Thomas is a golfer I had heard of. And like, obviously he's very well known. It was not a surprising winner in many regards. Um, just the path that it took to get there with the playoff and everything was a little weird, but I took a little solace in that just the group around the top. Like I'm not, that knowledgeable so i hadn't heard of the guy who uh kind of choked away the lead and missed the playoff or the guy that was in the playoff with justin thomas i just was not that familiar and so if it had been one of those guys i would have been like really it would have been throwing a dart you know a dart at a dartboard picking a name like that if it was going to be me picking the winner um but then it ended up being justin thomas who i definitely know uh who's definitely a well well known well regarded golfer and so part of me it's kind of like I really could have picked that other random golfer that's good and gotten it right just randomly. Like there's no reason it couldn't have been me on the pod last week saying Justin Thomas. So I do feel a little bit of regret there, even though I have absolutely no control over that. All right. So let's go ahead and move on to this week's meat of discussion, the baseball season. So of course, uh, earlier today, as of the recording of this podcast, the Panthers faced ULM in the opening round of the Sunbelt baseball tournament. Panthers took 3-0 leads and 5-3 leads, but could not make them stick. And a nightmare five-run eighth inning they conceded to ULM proved fatal as the Warhawks took an 8-5 lead that became the final score. They move on to face the number one seed Texas State in the main field tomorrow, and Georgia State's season ends at 30-27. and 
And better news that came before the start of the tournament, Max Ryerson was named Newcomer of the Year in all Sunbelt honors. Ryerson was also named the all Sunbelt first team. He was joined on the first team by fellow Panther two-way player Cameron Jones. Shortstop Griffin Cheney was named to the second team. So, uh, gentlemen, uh, final thoughts on the bus slot boys for the year. That was a heartbreaker of a weekend. That was a heartbreaker of a game today. Um, I I know, you know, sometimes we quip about professional sports um, here, but I unfortunately have seen this script before, and I was really hoping that Georgia State would buck the trend. Um, because like the 2018 Cubs were in a similar situation at the end of the season. It's just like, you literally just have to win one game against an admittedly good team, but like, you've got a whole series. You are a perfectly fine team in your own right. You just have to win one game. Georgia state could not do that against Texas state. Okay. They're in the single elimination game against ULM. Fine. You're still a good team or whatever. You just have to win one game. And, you know, they came out strong. They, you know, you got a Luke Boynton home run in the fourth. You know, um, then there was just some hilarious training shot of a home run. It was, you know, there was some hilarious college baseball on display, some, you know, bad outfield play, some wildness from ULM's pitcher. Georgia State got three runs. And then in the immediate next half inning, gave it back up. But then, you know, Georgia State scrapped a couple of runs uh, together later on. And then that just that eighth inning, the first by the second pitch of the eighth inning, the score was tied again. And that inning, that half inning by itself, I believe, lasted like 25 minutes. It's just ULM just put good at bat after good at bat after good at bat together. And they just went on the run that ended up sinking it. And like, I, you know, it. It sucks that Georgia State just could not get three outs in that inning, but man, it was just heartbreaking to watch. Yeah, I mean, you talked about it a lot, you know, micro, it being a microcosm of just kind of the way the season has gone near the end. And yeah, Texas State this weekend, three win, uh, three games, three wins for Texas State when you really needed two the way things shook out because Troy did end up sweeping App State, but they won each of the games by one run. You were in all of them. And I get, there's no shame in that. And maybe the biggest way to illustrate that is that Texas state went undefeated on the road in conference play this year. They were 15 and zero in conference games on the road. And so obviously it was going to take a lot. And that's kind of what we said before in last week's pod, but that and the series against Troy, specifically the series against Troy. I feel like maybe if you're looking back as the missed opportunity, you can really speak to, because that's the team that ended up, just getting past you in the standings and you got swept at Troy at the end of April, uh, put you in the situation where you needed to win this game or you weren't going to make the main field. And I didn't necessarily think it was going to be a win or a loss. Like I wasn't thinking, Oh, because ULM one, two, three, when they played early years that like, Oh, they're at a disadvantage. But like you looked at the situation and it was not going to be just an easy out just because you were looking at it was the 10 seed versus the seven seed. And that Georgia state did put together, I think five more wins during their conference season. Like it was going to be winner go home. And it kind of brings out that I think what you saw from ULM were just when they had those moments come up in this game, they got the hits they needed to, and they got some really backbreaking hits. Like if it wasn't just the manner of tying the game, it was just each of the times that they came back. The first thing that happened was ULM got a two run home run to either the first instance, it was, it made it a three, two game. And it was immediately like, 
reset the momentum after Georgia State could have maybe gotten a stranglehold. And the second one was it made five five. It did tie the game on a two run home run. And then the third one, it was after they had taken their first lead and they were up six five. Another bang, two two run home run made it eight five. And all of them were the most singularly momentum driving plays of the game. And that's how home runs work. And Georgia State had one of their own and it didn't have the same effect. It just kind of, they took a one run lead and it didn't jolt the game. And sometimes that's how it goes, but it's just one of those things where couldn't get enough runs left. I think 11 on base in the game late in the game, couldn't get enough outs. It's stuff that's been hurting them down the stretch. And so I think it'll shade the way the season ended a certain way, but I still think that 30 wins, where the team's been. I, I, I feel like we set ourselves up for failure in talking about this by making it like, a well, they've got to at least win one of the games this weekend or it's not going to feel like success. But like that's a lie because they still ended up exactly 500 in Sunbelt play for the second year in a row, but they finished with a winning record overall and they did it beating some good teams, good ACC teams at that, you know, beating Clemson and beating Georgia Tech. And so I still think a lot of progress was made this year. It just doesn't feel like it right now because the losses starting piling up at inopportune times at the end of the year. And if you go to the next round, if you go and if we're talking about Georgia State's about to play Southern again and Southern's been really good and you lose the game on Wednesday and then you lose in the elimination game on the next day against whoever that would be. I feel like there's a sense of like you got yourself into the situation you could win. You know, you, you got yourself in the situation where if you lost, it wasn't like this big thing that, you know, there was still something you could have done about it. Like you played the teams you're supposed to and lost and you didn't get to that stage. So I, I understand the disappointment and I'm sure the team is feeling disappointed at the way things transpired. But as much as it still is an upward battle and what's going to be a tougher Sunbelt from next season onwards, I still think that the building blocks have been there for this year to see. that Next year, I'm expecting a winning record and I think they can get over that hump, get that winning record in conference play as well and come what may at that point. I think if that happens... At, I feel pretty safe in saying if they get a winning record in conference play next year, they'll avoid this fate of getting to the single elimination section. And that's key, you know, like this season, it kind of reminds me of DePaul basketball a little bit. Um, and what I mean by that is DePaul consistently, at least the last few years, They'll play a good out-of-conference schedule, kind of surprise, you know, beat a random team that you're like, oh, that's, you know, probably a tournament team. Like, that's, you know, that might there might be something here. And then they'll get into Big East play and win literally three games. And, like, not even in good fashion. And obviously, I don't make that juxtaposition because I think that's what Georgia State did. No. But, like, you're right. Like, there were times this season where we felt like, okay, you know, this Georgia State baseball team, there might be something here. Like, that's, you know, definitely something to be worried and thinking about. And then they just got through that absolutely horrible gauntlet of a second-half Sunbelt schedule. And, you know, they kind of faded a little bit. I think we, you know, we talked about it before and you just mentioned it like unequivocally this season was a success. It is. It absolutely is. I think we just thought that it would be more of a success. And so, yeah, it's a building block for next year, just like how last year was a building block for next year. But at the same time, though, you know, hopefully next year, you know, you can you've had those building blocks and you can get even more results continuing to improve. That's the key. And you know, I, I have no reason to believe Georgia state can't do it. So right on Panthers. 
first of all, I appreciate the boldness of addressing a niche podcast with a different niche athletics, such as DePaul basketball, which I can't imagine the cross-section between Georgia State Athletics and DePaul Athletics is that big. So I appreciate the bravado with going with that one. And I hope you, our listeners will as well. And, you know, I wasn't necessarily on the same page with you. I didn't, my mind didn't immediately jump to DePaul basketball, but it is an interesting comparison because, I mean, you can kind of look at the Big East in basketball for what it is and what the Sun Belt is about to be in baseball. And there's some similarities because they're certainly not going to be considered the top of college basketball or baseball, respectively. But there's some heavy hitters at the top. And you're talking about your Southern Miss, who's probably going to host Texas State might find their way, especially if they win the Sunbelt tournament, to hosting a regional. Georgia Southern, loath as we are to say it, might find their way to hosting a regional. And it's similar to like you got your Villanovas that are up at the top, front running and making Final Fours in basketball. And so I feel like operating in that space isn't a bad place to be because we think the Sunbelt's going to be a pretty decent baseball conference. Uh, and Georgia State can be a part of that. And if they're trending, like what I even said, without even getting to the point where they're having the huge number one seed seasons, which definitely are possible, but given the top level talent there is in some of these other programs, it's not what you would go into the year expecting, but if they can just get better from what this year was and improve on this year, they can be in that conversation where because of the Sunbelt is perceived as the good conference, they're going to be getting into maybe the third seed slot in some of these regionals instead of the fourth seed. And, you know, it could be an everyone grows together type deal. And so Accidentally, I think you stumbled onto something that I totally agree with and endorse, and I can totally see the exact thing that you're talking about with that comparison. And maybe I even took it further than you were ready for me to take it, but that's what this podcast is about, baby. Now it's the summertime. We're feeling good. We're the, the vibes are flowing. That's that's all we do here. And you know, it's still a little bit too early to talk about next year in like concrete terms and the way that the COVID eligibility stuff. Um, as far as I know, and this is just my read, just based on logically following, it feels like anyone who is listed as a junior or senior could conceivably choose to go to the MLB draft. The way it works usually in normal times is just like if you go to a four-year college, you have to stay three years and then you can go to the draft. Whereas if you go to like a junior college, you only have to go the one year. And if you sign out of high school, obviously you don't have to go any years, but like those are your three paths generically that you can follow for baseball players and you know georgia state's got some juniors that have done some good things and that have been here you know ryan watson as a pitcher has been to some of these summer leagues that you go to as you get interest for getting drafted and he didn't get back into starting this year and so a guy like him i'm wondering if he wants another year to get back into the rotation maybe not be as innings limited although i think he did a really credible job today's outing aside in becoming a closer type and working those late innings and showing off a different hat that he could wear. But I'm unsure if, you know, what his decision will be. And we kind of will wait to find out how the roster makeup will be. The obvious guy is Max Ryerson, who is new to the team this year. Uh, he blew up, set the school record, a new school record with 22 home runs on the year. Um, he is a junior. He's now been to two division one schools and was at a, a Juco in between those. and. It would not surprise me, given everything that happened, and that at the very least he's shown off the power that he's gotten as bad. If there were people saying, hey, maybe you should consider going to the draft, and he was able to leave, that would be a situation that wouldn't shock me. And, you know, it would be best of luck to him. But it would obviously be a loss given that he was maybe 
the most or the second most impactful bat in the lineup. But this is kind of a roundabout way of saying, like, we'll see how that stuff shakes out. But when we were talking about the baseball team at this point last year, we didn't know Max Ryerson or Luke Boynton were going to be the contributors on offense that they were. We didn't know how the pitching was going to shake out or that we'd have two-way extraordinaire Cameron Jones kind of doing it all. And so the way that Coach Stromdahl has gotten talent into this program especially guys from Georgia, because it's kind of sustainable if they keep getting these high school guys from the state of Georgia and the Atlanta area, then it kind of doesn't like those guys making the best decision for them won't impact Georgia state as much as they might be losses in the moment. Like for all we know, there's another guy with 22 home runs in his bat. They could be signed and ready to go to replace Max and line up next year guy with Atlanta ties. And you know, that's just the way it's going to go. But I'm, I'm still interested to see who comes, who stays, who goes who comes in because, you know, we've talked about it some on this pod, just that it's really impressive the work that Coach Stromanov has done recruiting to what's not a super great facility situation, not a prestige baseball program. And so because he's done that, I have no reason to think that he can't continue to do that. And that is kind of the next, you know, that's the thing that you have to do to uh, get success at the college level. It's as simple as just like getting good recruits in and developing them. And so far, so good on that front, even if this year didn't end the way people might've wanted. Yeah, I agree. You know, I, I am also curious to see Ryerson's decision. Um, I, I mean, that's like a late mid to late round draft pick type, you know, there's definitely going to be some swing and miss there, but Hey, even if he doesn't go this year, if he comes back next year and puts up another good season and kind of cuts down on some of those K's, like, you know, you're talking about, you're talking to probably about a guy, like obviously he's yeah, in college. So. Senior sign. Like, yeah. It, the, the calculus changes when you're talking about senior signs because those are usually guys that teams are trying to sign in the like third round to like 10th round for lower, like almost no signing bonus relative to the bigger prospects they get because they have less leverage. I mean, that's just the reality of the situation is seniors don't have anywhere to go after they play college baseball. And so they don't have leverage. And so they sign lesser deals. And so that's certainly no matter what, I think he will have his name called, whether it's this draft or next. And, you know, I don't know that, I guess it kind of depends on what he hears and the conversation going on. I mean, I don't with, especially with the round, the, you know, the draft only being 20 rounds now, instead of, being 40 like it was up until a couple of years ago. Stuff like that does help Georgia State in the sense that there's less spots available. So guys might be less inclined to go out in there if they aren't convinced they're going to have their name called. And so I guess we kind of wait to see how that shakes out. But yeah, like you said, some swing and miss maybe, but the the power speaks for itself and teams might lock on in that one tool and say, you know, whatever the rest is, we can work on it. We can work on this when we've got this idea for getting some of that swing and miss out, or we've got, this is where we're going to stick them defensively and all that goes with that. But, you know, when you're talking about past the top talent, you are looking at locking in on specific tools that you like. And that's how baseball is nowadays, where if a guy has something that he is able to offer, teams will heighten their chances to show that value off and try and round out the shortcomings wherever they might be. And so Going into the MLB draft, whether it's this year or next year, for a guy like Max that does something really well that stands out to teams, like that is a plus that he has going as far as increasing his odds of having his name called in the draft. 
All right, so uh, that's going to do it for this episode of the Thursday Night Podcast and this season in Georgia State Athletics. That's right, there is uh, no sports bits this week because there are no sports to bit. Uh, The calendar is completely empty until fall, barring uh, summer practice and workouts for football and basketball, which we will, of course, discuss when those events happen. But just because it's the offseason doesn't mean it's the offseason for the podcast. We've got some fun stuff coming up in the next several weeks and stretching out into the summer as uh, different events unfold. So keep it locked here to Thursday night on the podcast on Twitter and however else you consume our content. We've got some fun stuff coming and we will be right back at it again next week with some more stuff to discuss. Thanks as always for listening and we will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.